Hello, hello, everybody out there in my lovely, imperfectly perfect family. It's your favorite friend, Agent K, and I'm coming with to you for with another podcast. So, as usual, I believe we're going to start with our housekeeping. Our housekeeping is that this is a 20 to 30 minute lovely podcast about things that politically, personally, culturally, um, I find disturbing. And I feel like we should have a discussion about it so that you can bring it to your circle and have a bigger understanding about what's going on. I want to thank you all for joining me again today. I have not been doing this every week, but I'm trying to get back into the swing of things. There's been a lot of stuff going on at work. And by the time it is for me to decompress and talk to you guys, I'm out of energy. <laughs> so this subject I have been outraged about for a while, and we're going to get to that. If you want to reach me, you can reach me at on Twitter at K of L D A or at Imperfect Pod. That's I M P Perfect Pod, all one word um, on Twitter. Or if you want to subscribe to this podcast, please do. When you subscribe, you you're helping my message get out to other people who will who could benefit from this dialogue. So please subscribe and share if you are so kind. So today, I want to talk about the vote, mostly the black vote. And before you decide to change the channel and say, oh my God, she's going to get all black proud on me and I'm not ready for black pride. I want you to really listen to this podcast and understand where I'm coming from with this. So there's some numbers that we need to focus on. So we have 389, 48, 1965, 1975, 1982, 1992, 2006, 2031. So let's start with the first number. 389 is the number of voter suppression law bills in 48 states. Yeah, 389 in 48 states. When I first spoke about this, you guys, I didn't think it was that many voter suppression bills being announced. I had a feeling of a big number of states. And I do believe in my last podcast about this subject, I said somewhere in the 30s, there were states suppressing this. And I particularly spoke about Georgia and Texas. But now, is 389 voter suppression law bills in 48 states. 
state jurisdictions. I want you to mellow on that for a second. That's a crazy number. And I have a feeling it will grow more. Now you're wondering about the other numbers I probably said. In 1965, the original voting civil, civil Rights Voting Act that gave Black people, myself included, the right to vote was passed. But it was only passed for 10 years. 1975, it was extended another 10 years. Now, I was born in 77, so I didn't know nothing about this. But the numbers go up. In 1982, this very act was extended for another seven years. In 1992, it was extended for 15 years. In 2006, and this is when I first realized that the very act that I hold dear to vote was not really a full-time act meaning it had to be renewed over and over and over again. I'm counting this as the fourth renewal. In 2006, it was extended again for 25 years. Now, if you're doing your math in your head like I am, but I had to double check with a calculator, that means 10 years from this year this act will be renewed or up for extension in 2031 if it makes it to 2031 if all these um, voter suppression suppression laws bills are passed and become laws, there won't need to be a 2031 because there'll be so many jurisdictions without the black vote that it will be no need to extend it another 10, 15, 25, or even seven years. So today on July 8, 2021, Civil rights activists, including Reverend Al, met with President Biden and Vice President Harris to take this matter, to urge them to take this matter more seriously. Also on this date today, Vice President Harris went to Howard University to announce that the DNC has pledged $25 million to protect voter, at, voter rights for the midterm elections. And also urge young black people, 
young black male and females to take the matter of voting and exercise their ability to vote more seriously. So if we look at this politically, without this vote, most likely no representation of color in Congress, the mayoral house, the, the White House, the, the um, state legislators, you know, even down to the community boards, if they let us have the community boards at least, there will be no people of color. And if you take it even further without representation of color in our legislative, legislative process, we will also lose the main people who work in our communities on issues for the people of color. Whether it is trying to get daycare services for our people as they return back to work, or just working to get educational programs in the White House. We're gonna lose all that. We will lose our voice. So I want you to think about all that political stuff. So I'm gonna give you a spoiler of what I feel is gonna be next if these suppression bills do go through. If you phase out the black vote, you will most likely lead to the elimination of other cultural, cultural populations representation. What people don't realize, and I have put two and two together, if you eliminate the black vote, you eliminate, you start the pathway to eliminate every other racist vote, leading to 1985 apartheid in South Africa. That means if you're white, you have the right to vote. So that means Hispanics, Asians, gay, lesbian, non-binary will not have the vote. And women are not going to be the exception to these voter suppression laws because that will also delete the vote of not only black women and Hispanic women and Asian women and lesbian women, it will also mean these, the suppression of white women voters. If you take that all in accommodation combination and look at it, no matter what political party you vote for, if you're in those specialized groups, I feel 90% sure that your vote will be gone. And it all goes back to the Black vote. We, as in Black and Brown people, 
or the affinity populations they call us. That includes Hispanics, Asians, LGBTQIA, you know, women, all of us affinity groups or populations. That will leave the vote down to white males who historically, unless they have skin in the game, will leave out the issues that these populations need to be represented. Goodbye WIC program, goodbye um, SNAP, even though the popular, you know, the popular, um, the popular opinion is that mostly Blacks use SNAP and all these other things. It's really the biggest population of people who use SNAP and WIC and all these other, other programs, social programs, are white people because they're mostly, even though they're, they is big in city centers, is huge in more rural areas as well. That means free daycare will be gone. That means possibility of free education will be gone. Basically, we will go back to 1960, 1955 educational system for anyone who is a minority. Forget about college because college will not be affordable for those of us who do not have parents or do not make over 80, 70, $90,000 a year. This is my speculation. Forget about free training programs because we don't have no representation. There will be no need for funding them from the federal or local governments. All the different social social programs. And when you hear me pausing, I'm, I'm calming myself down because this actually makes me angry. And I don't use all these programs. But I know there are people who do. I think my first anger was definitely in 2006 when my right to vote was renewed. But I have already gone over that. Let me go back to these social programs. Without the Black vote, there will be no need for majority of these social programs that help everyday Americans, whether they're Black, White, Hispanic, or indifferent, survive in their day-to-day -day lives. That means we go back to lack of Healthcare. Notice I didn't even didn't even speculate on healthcare. Good old Medicaid and Obamacare, I feel, because the, there will be no black voters to who will be calling for these 
social programs, and there will be no need if there's not representation who are calling for this, these type of programs for them to actually be existing. All these things that I'm talking about starts with the black vote. Most of the people who are representing us today in Congress is because of a block of black votes. And there are exceptions to the rule, depending on what state we're talking about. Definitely, President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris would not be in the position that they are today without the block of African-American women and African-Americans, period, voting for them. African-American vote, the black vote, is one of, if not the biggest voting block. Sinking all this information in, you can see how important the black vote is and how necessary the black vote is. So my question to you, brothers and sisters, whether you're black, white, Hispanic, or anything else in under the rainbow. How do you feel with the possibility of your vote disappearing? When I was younger, my mother, my grandmother, my father taught me we had to vote. I did not understand that when I was a child but because they taught me we had to vote, we make it our business to vote. Whether we're on the line at five o'clock in the morning or we're on the line at 5 p.m. or eight o'clock at night, we are voting. Now I broke my own rule this last past election in New York City for New York City mayor. I didn't vote. And trust me, because I didn't vote, I felt guilty about it the whole day. The reason why I didn't vote is not here or there, but I didn't vote. And I should have voted. So you guys can write me emails, spank me on the comments. Yes, I should have voted. I'll be the first one to spank myself. So I had a sister Greek um, spank me, figuratively, obviously, yesterday. And why did she spank me? I have an issue that I have been too lazy and maybe too cheap to fix. My name is misspelled on my birth certificate. Yeah, my mother never got it fixed when I was younger. I asked her, I had to be 14 or 13 years old. I had asked her, mommy, 
And this is when I was going to get my working papers. I said, mommy, can you please get my name corrected on my birth certificate? She told me that there's no need to get it fixed because everything has the correct spelling. And believe it or not, I went on, even now, to that good faith. When 9-11 happened, I should have went and got my name fixed. Before the pandemic, I should have went and got my name fixed. So this sister Greek spanked me because I work with this sister Greek and I have been doing per diem work for my job. I would get my main paycheck, no problem. They wouldn't pay me for my per diem week work. And I have been doing this close to three months. I finally got to the bottom of it is they didn't want to pay me because I signed my name, the name that I've been using my whole entire life and not the name that's on my birth certificate. And the correction I'm looking at on my birth certificate is just that my first name is misspelled. So she told me, you know, I got to spank you real quick. We're around about the same age. Well, actually she said she was old enough to be my mom, but really we're around about the same age. And she said, I'm going to spank you because with all this voter suppression going on, and I know it doesn't happen in New York, but with all this voter suppression going on, you know of anybody better to get your name fixed. And I felt so bad that I was like, you're right. If anybody knows better, it's me. I've been talking about voter suppression even before voter suppression was a word or a thing in my vocabulary or in my mind eye. And I never thought that me not having my first name spelled correctly would hinder me from voting. Because look, all my professional work papers, my professional education, education period, medical records, all spelled my first name correctly. But she was right. Let's just say I do move to another state or if I'm out of out of state and I want to do voting down in another state and me not knowing if they have a voter suppression law would stop me from voting because my name is not spelled right on my ID. It is something that I knew about, but like most people sat down there and said it can't happen to me. 
So now I'm in the middle of getting my name corrected after 40 some odd years on my birth certificate. I'm trying to go the easy way by lobbying the Department of Vital Statistics, but the, the, the other way would be actually going to court, paying the court fee to get an H put in my first name. And my brain is saying, if I got to pay all that money to get an H in my first name, I'm going to fix my name the way I want to fix it. But I'm going the easy route first and see if I can get it changed that way. Then I got to pay all the, the fees and everything for my license to be changed. Social security number to be changed, uh, social security card rather be changed, the passport to be changed, you know, and down the line, anything that has my identification will become non void as soon as that happens. And I have to bring, I have to make copies of the decree and mail it to all these different departments to get every last one of my IDs changed, including sending it to my company that I work for so that they can correct my name on my paycheck. So what does this have to do with the black vote? When I thought about discussing this tonight, I sat down there and, I, and it came to mind and I said, huh, I wonder how many other people, black, white, orange, and different, have the same issues, whether it's an issue or not. And I looked at the young runner who, quote unquote, got suspended for smoking weed before the Olympic trials. Shikari, I believe that's the proper saying of her name. If it isn't, I apologize. I look at her name and my name is nowhere near how her name is. But I often wonder, which is crazy, how many of us have the issue where our birth certificate says one name, but we've been going by another name for 20, 30, and 40 years, like in my case and how this voter suppression law, depending on what state you live in, could hinder you from voting. With that said, I am looking into fixing my name. So let's go back to what you can do. If you're in the sound of my voice, you can start by becoming an ally. If they can try to suppress my vote as a black woman, think about how they can suppress anybody else's vote just by the flick of a switch. So that means just like we all came together for George Floyd, now we got to come together 
for voting. And to break this down even further, there will be parties, let's say, who will not allow you to enter a university or get a certain job because of the color or the culture of you, of your self, of you, what makes you you. We will be returning back to the 1950s, 1960s, just like the Cheeto wanted us to do. Excuse me, Mr. Trump wanted us all to be back. And these voter suppression bills are, are basically an answer to Mr. Trump because he feels that the vote was stolen from him. His colleagues who want to be in his good graces, it seems, will be sitting down there saying, we need to suppress the vote. We need to stop the vote for certain parties. Hell, this came up the day of the election. That night, I was watching MSNBC. And just for a fleeting moment, it wasn't that this was, I would say maybe it was on for two minutes, a minute. And, and they said in Michigan, all those states that had turned purple, oh, it was a large number of minority votes. Oh, it was a large number of African-American votes. Oh, it's a large number of African-American women voting for such and such a candidate. And nine, every time they said, and they broke it down by minority, it was either the black vote or the women's vote or the Hispanic vote. They were all for Biden. And that is what really got him over. And now those same states that went for Biden that are under Republican control is passing these, these voter suppression acts or are looking to pass these voter suppression acts. Remember the number 389 proposed bills in 48 states. If you think about it, what state is left that doesn't have a suppression bill? Right now it's New York, and I could probably, and you could probably look up the other two after that. Become an ally. Protest, speak about the suppression and don't say it's a black person's problem that's a black problem i've heard that my whole life it's not a black problem it's a person problem because once they eliminate the black vote those social programs go away and then they start dismantling the voting blocks one by one trust me 
They'll go for Asian. They'll go for the Hispanic block. They'll go for the gay L LGBTQIA block. They'll go for the women's block until there's nothing left, until there's nothing left except male white block. And it will not matter if you're Republican, Democrat, independent, nothing. Your political party is not going to save you from these suppression acts. If anything, it makes you look like Boo Boo the Clown if it's your party that is doing the suppression acts. I think that's what a lot of people are thinking. If I am a Republican and the Republican Party is putting up these suppression acts, I will be saved because I'm part of the Republican Party. Like I said before, they're not going to ask for your political card. They're going to take one good look at you and say, nah, you can't vote. Remember what I said about our brothers and sisters down in Georgia? They, they're going to be on long lines. Relatives cannot bring them chairs to sit. Relatives can't bring them water or food. They will be arrested on the spot. Is this the America we want to live in? America is hard enough to live in? Do we need something else to hinder us, to separate us more? Do we need to go backwards instead of forwards? We have fought so hard to keep and get this vote. Which other minorities have climbed on our backs and have basically got the rewards from our labor to get this started. And you know what? I'm happy you did because God knows you don't want to go through the story or the cycle that we had to go through to get the vote. Now it's going to be even harder for us to do what we need to do. So I'm going to leave that with you guys so y'all can just like let it marinate. Think about what you can do to help. I know next week, according to um, Al Sharpton, there's going to be a march on Washington to get others to get woke to this problem. Um, unfortunately, I will not be able to join them. I would love would have loved to do that. Unfortunately, I can't give in to other obligations that I need to take care of. But I do say the first step to show your support is to talk about it. Don't ignore that it is that it's here. Figure out how you can make a change. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to me. This has probably been a longer podcast, and that's fine because this is important matter. I want you to really think about the future that you want to leave for your children and your children's children. Um, how 
It all starts with the elimination of the black vote. The chain reaction starts and things that we hold for granted will disappear. If you want to get in contact with me, you can hit me up on Twitter at L of, excuse me, K of LDA on Twitter or at Imper, Imperfect Pod. That's I-M-P Perfect Pod on all one word on Twitter. Or you can email me at imperfectlyperfectpod at outlook.com. I look forward to speaking to you all again and have a good night, good day, good afternoon. Bye-bye now.